Sundown is when the festival begins. The festival? Ooh, well, for millennia, our society has been free of crime and war, living in perfect peace. Oh, I know what this is. You've been able to sustain world peace because you have one night a year where you all run around robbing and murdering each other without consequence. That's right. What? It's like The Purge, Morty. That, that movie, The Purge? Oh, have you been here before? No, no, but I've been to a few planets with the same gimmick. You know, sometimes it's called The Cleansing or The Red Time. There was this one world that called it just Murder Night. It's a purge planet. They're peaceful, and then, you know, they just purge. Th that's horrible! Yeah. You wanna check it out? not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge, sanctioned by the U.S. government. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. And for the first time since its inception, no one has been granted special immunity from the purge. No citizen or group will be exempt. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. friends you can't count on the senator in purge election year man she's only got one friend that she can count on and that's frank grillo the wheel man himself welcome everybody to another purge it's that time of year again and returning is the champion of last purge mark ball to two purges in the bomb shelter in a row i gotta I would rather be here than anywhere else, frankly, on purge night. <laughs> gotta stay safe. I don't know if I've got the guts to do the mobile triage unit. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Or, or even like the corpse pickup guys, which I, I yeah. didn't notice until this this viewing of uh, the uh, third purge film. That seems risky because, you know, there'd be some guy like high on PCP that just like throws a fucking molotov at that thing like when you walk down the wrong neighborhood that's wait until the day after and then go pick up all the dead people bring out your dead bring out your dead here's one ninepence i'm not dead what nothing here's your ninepence i'm not dead yeah he says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. 
He isn't. Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. You'd really have to like set the purge up so that it's going to be like a three day weekend kind of situation because you get <laughs> you, you get your 12 hours of just utter chaos and murder and people burning buildings down and shit. You're going to need at least like a day or two after that to like clean up all the dead bodies, you know, put some boards up where the glass broke like they do in the hurricanes and shit like that like it's it's got to be it'd be like memorial day weekend basically i'm not sure why why they chose i i don't think in any of the times they explain why it's at the end of march unless it has something to do with spring since of course it's a fucking religious cult that came up yep. with this idea it's the rebirth of our our nation by uh killing a fuckload of people and stuff Purge and purify. Purge and purify. Say the new founding fathers of America. They say they started. We, we won't really get into the first purge because it's not easily found. And that way we can do something next year. Because I don't think I'm going to watch the show. I'm kind of curious about the show because, I mean, it's it's got two seasons. I don't know a single person that's watched it that I can think of offhand, but um, I'm curious if it's decent or not. You could do a pretty cool thing in television format with this universe, but I don't know. Maybe it's God awful. I don't really want to pay $3 a fucking episode on Amazon is kind of the problem. And I don't have cable, so I can't like get this on demand USA or the USA network or anything like that. So you make the shit easier to get. It's probably on their streaming service. Don't they have a streaming service? I'm sure they probably do. And they're going to want at least five, six bucks a month for it. And I'm just like, God damn it. I don't need another one of these. <laughs> Amazon wanted to do the same thing for the first purge. They wanted me to sign up for Cinemax, which is 10 bucks a month. And I'm like, there's nothing else I want to watch on Cinemax. You guys have got a lot of garbage on that network. Yeah. So. I opted out. I'm pretty sure my public library has a copy. I just got to make it over there and get it. But yeah, come on, Universal. Make the shit easier to get. <laughs> I know you are a fan of Frank Grillo. But well, before we get into things, how are you doing, man? How, how are you feeling about the world? Uh, the world? Uh, it's fucking... Well, just, just in the last, like, 12 hours, 24 hours or so, uh, film Twitter is just fucking ripping itself apart and, like, flushing itself down the toilet. But uh, we're also recording this on the weekend of New York Toy Fair, so the toy community is just, like, elated and celebrating, and this is our Christmas. So those are... Those are kind of my two worlds right now is like toy collecting and fucking movies. And man, every day, like people in mo the movie world are just like showing themselves to just be assholes. It's fucking exhausting, frankly. But what's, uh, yeah, what's going on in movie Twitter? Uh, there's this thing about a lady that runs a website that had some private messages of hers leaked out by somebody that worked for her website that writes about movies and diversity of movies that contained the n-word and all of her writers publicly quit on twitter and said we're distancing ourselves from this person and a whole bunch of people just kind of dogpiled on her on twitter and she posted a video late uh thursday night i think of her sobbing and crying and apologizing and saying her life is ruined and somebody noticed that her arms were like gushing blood in the video so somebody called somebody that knew where she lived called an ambulance and they, she, they went over there and she tried to fucking kill herself and was in the hospital and expected to make a full recovery but then it turned into this thing with the guy that directed Guns Akimbo and Deathgasm, uh, he posted a fucking list of all of the people who had publicly quit and said, these people are to fucking blame for this and I will never work with a website that hires these people. Uh, then a lot of uh, black film writers got on his case and were like giving him shit about, I don't know, he said something along the lines of, what was said in that i don't know if he's like the person that was in on the other side of this email or private message that this lady sent but 
uh, he he just kind of stuck his foot in his mouth and said some shit about white people being able to say the N word if it's ironically or as a joke, which is fucking dumb. But everybody kind of dogpiled on him then. It just turned into this giant fucking shit show that everybody's got to throw their two cents into on Twitter. And it's just, it's exhausting and nauseating. And ugh, God, it's <laughs> fucking hard to fucking sit through, you know? Yeah. I was vaguely aware of some of that, but I don't want to say I should be on Twitter more often, but I, I'm not on Twitter that often. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're much more stained for that, probably. Well, and also, <laughs> I follow the other toxic thing that is DC and elections. Oh, yeah, politics on Twitter. Oh, boy. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of the whole reason that I joined Twitter too. I think, like you, is to yell at my fucking senator. Well, so a lot of our reps, Liz Cheney's got a Twitter. Barrasso doesn't. I don't think Mike Enzi does. But yeah, I, I got on there to yell at other people's uh, senators and, and the president. And I, at some point, I had to fucking. Twitter has a nice option where you can mute words and people and stuff like that so at some point i was just like you know what i'm gonna make twitter a little happier place and i'm gonna block the word trump nice and i blocked him and it does it does the trick for the most part i i kind of hear tangentially about a lot of this shit and you can't like you know occasionally i'll go to the fucking what's trending tab and there will be stuff like that there but yeah for the most part i've, I've filtered that out and it made shit a hell of a lot more you know fucking that i can deal with it <laughs> yeah i unfollowed him some time ago but i'll often be checking on his page to see if tweets i see are real or photoshop because right. we are living in the onion i went to the public library to try to make sense out of all the madness the place was boarded up shut down so i broke in and borrowed some newspapers i don't get it doc i mean how can all this be happening it's like we're in hell or something the deep fake times Right now, it's amusing. They put Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. into Back to the Future. And then then when it starts getting used in elections, I mean, right yeah, now, they're for nefarious <laughs> means. There's still just the little ones where uh, I think Bloomberg released a video that made it look like he stunned everybody into silence for like 20 seconds after he got something that he thought was a burn on somebody oh that's an easy audio edit you just cut out the fucking people laughing and booing at him like immediately after what do you say that's uh, you can do that in 30 seconds on an audio editor <laughs> and there's you know oh look nancy pelosi's drunk again she's talking slow and slurring oh yeah that's easy too just fucking <laughs> alter the alter your little adobe photoshop timeline there and man what, what i'm waiting for is Oh my God! Exclusive video of Bernie Sanders drop kicking a fucking baby out the window. <laughs> you use some of that George Lucas fucking video magic. You make that shit fucking super believable. Well, I mean, kind of. Am I the only one that thinks a lot of these deepfake videos, like the the Back to the Future one, one, still look super fucking fake? Like I can totally tell they're not real. So, I mean, they, I don't they, know. They still look fake. Uh, I haven't really seen one. I need to watch one. There's one that they did with Nixon. That I haven't um, checked out yet, but I think it might be a little harder to tell the difference if they have a fake political rally or a fake news conference versus here's a scene from a movie, you know? Uh, yeah, that's that's true. The, those those ones look fake because I know I know what the image like for I've seen Back to the Future a hundred fucking times at this point. So like I can I can tell where the seam lines are if it was shot like like yeah like more like a you know, like a newscast or like you know th there are ways you can make that shit look pretty fucking believable and it's you know this isn't really a new thing it's just they, they got a word for it now which is deep fakes they're gonna get better at it and uh it, it'll be used in the 2024 election <laughs> nope might be a little 85. late there's like 240 or 250 days until this election i don't know if they're gonna catch up yeah, yeah. Unless you know somebody <laughs> makes that Bar Bernie Sanders drop kicking a baby video. <laughs> well, there is a guy with sixty four billion dollars that has already spent, um, I think, two hundred and forty million dollars to look like 
I don't know. It's like space camp, but politicians. Right. Or presidential race space camp. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Bloomberg, Bloomberg's a fucking wank. I don't know if we'd mentioned that at any point in this this story, but who the fuck thought it was a good idea for this guy to run? And, like, how come the Democrats didn't shut this down immediately? And are just like, I mean, I guess, you know, he's got enough money, he can do whatever he wants. But, like, man, if they're really thinking about putting him as the nomination, they have lost their goddamn minds. That is a very real possibility. Because I think one of the reasons why a lot of people lose or lost or are losing faith in the democratic party is that they seem to be running to the right instead of standing their ground or moving back to the left where they used to be. Right. They, they want that nice, safe centrist bet. The, the old people will vote on Mike, Mike Bloomberg. I'm about his age. I, I see eye to eye with him. Fuck poor people. I know his name. And Hillary yep. did so well last time. Which, yeah, I mean, that that is one of the reasons why I haven't totally given up hope yet, is that so many people disliked her, and she still got three or four million more votes. You're, ta- you're talking Warren? Well, I think Warren would have done better. I wanted her to run in 2016. Yeah. Instead, they handed the... Oh, you're talking about Hillary in 2016? Yeah, they oh, okay. handed the torch to Hillary, and yeah. she, she didn't really excite a whole lot of people. I mean, she she had her fans, but she's got a lot of political baggage. Yeah, I think even then we knew, like, you know, <laughs> just not Trump. Please not Trump. And unfortunately, yeah. that, did, that didn't work out super great. I was, I was thinking, like, uh, I kind of wrote my letterbox review of Purge election year <laughs> to sort of steer us back on track that yeah this came out in july of 2016 so this was a mere mere few months before the 2016 election and i remember thinking this movie was uh far-fetched and unrealistic and preachy and just like overly like like this about as subtle as a fucking semi running you over (laughs) uh but then the fucking election happened, and my oh my, has a lot changed in the last four years. Because uh, <laughs> looking back, this 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 movie kind of called it in a lot of ways. <laughs> yep. Oh, you're getting fucked by your insurance company. Yep. Oh, the they want to uh, cut down on the population of poor and sick people, so they don't have to spend on programs that help poor and sick people. Yep. Oh, the the founding fathers, the people in control <gasps> are afraid of losing their power, even though there's not that many of them. That the 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 radical no, they definitely don't have a chance senator is running against them to end the bullshit. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. I think it's possibly even more in line with this year's election um yeah when when it came out i knew it was cheesy but i was still yeah this is because i i psychotically was i i totally didn't think trump was gonna win but i totally took him seriously in in that way you know so i'd been watching the rallies and (laughs) it turned out the way it did it turned out the way it did and here, here we are four years later and things have gotten much, much worse. And like, yeah, we, we talked about a lot of this, I think, kind of on the, on the last one about, you know, the fucking the explosion of fucking gun violence in this country and like fucking neo-Nazi groups like fucking blowing up like crazy other you know, white supremacy type of shit and like. Yeah, I I think both of these movies really fucking called like a lot of like this is not too distant future type of shit. And I I think these fucking further down the toilet we go as a country, the scarier these movies become, especially like uh, this one, the fucking neo-Nazi mercenary dude with all the fucking played by uh, Terry Serpico, who probably you've seen on stuff like Oz and fucking bunch of cop shows. That is way more terrifying to me than like your Jason Voorhees or your fucking Pennywise 
or fucking ghost hunter type shit. Like, uh, <laughs> none of that's real, but we've seen lots of dudes like this coming out of the fucking woodwork the last four years. And, you know, even just you're out in like, not your fucking neo-Nazi super soldiers, but your your average person has just become like 10 times scarier and weirder and stupider in the last four years. Either that or like these people are just, you know, like I said, just coming out of the woodwork so fucking hard that the, the loudest and dumbest voice is always like, or the dumbest voice is always the loudest kind of deal. But yeah, man, like it's fucking, it's fucking scary how this country has slid in the last four years. That's kind of been my observation is there's I mean, there's always been the Nazis and the neo-Nazis and there's always been the the derogatory term. There's always been the, you know, social justice warriors or whatever the fuck. Well, my whole life, there's always been Bernie Sanders. <laughs> there's always you know, been Bernie. There's always been Bernie. I've, I've got people that I want to leave the election and, uh, you know, I voted for him in the primary last time. I'll, I'll say right. that. Right. Uh, but, um, get on with it. Yes, get on with it. I am enjoying the scene. Get on with it. Frank Grillo in this is Leo Barnes. This one, the third movie, was gonna be the prequel until he said that he would totally come back and play his character. Uh, Which I, I kind of feel like he had, he was a lot more interesting of a character in the second one. He's kind of just doing his like Frank Grillo thing in the third <laughs> one, but they've, they've already like kind of established who his character is in the second one. He's got the whole backstory about, I kind of forget it. Cause it's been a year since I've seen it. But so this, I think his daughter gets killed in the purge or something. So he, he's like an ex cop. And he just becomes like a purge mercenary that goes out and fucking kills people. Or he's got that big plot like about killing the people that killed his daughter on purge on purge night in the second one. So we've already kind of got all that out of the way. In this one, he's kind of just playing the senator's bodyguard, and, and he's he's still a lot of fun to watch. I've I'll fucking watched Frank Grillo and just about, just about anything, and I think he's almost always like really good. I just don't think his character was super interesting in this one. He could have been replaced by a lot of different people, and it might not have been noticeable. Yeah. His his character was more f fleshed out in what, Purge Anarchy. That's what 2 is called, right? Yeah. And I had seen some people said that um, 18 years had passed between Purge Anarchy and this one, just because of the beginning scene where... Uh, before she's the senator, Senator uh, Charlie Roan is with her family who's getting killed and that guy's playing his playlist. Oh, yeah. The cold, the cold open. I, I fucking hated that. Honestly, I, I was super worried. I don't know what it is about that scene. It just seemed like super tacked on and amateurish kind of. I don't know if it was just it's a purge movie. We can't spend this time explaining this part in exposition which I think they could have easily done at the debate because really close to the beginning of this movie after the cold open and it goes like, you know, 18 years later. Yeah. And there's just a couple minutes and then they have that debate and they're talking about the purge. She easily could have, you know, said... Just had know, a quick flashback to that. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to make a whole scene out of it really because, like, the stuff that the dude that's killing him is saying in that cold open just... Yeah. I was real worried when I was rewatching this. I was like, oh, no, they like amped up the edge lord on this. This feels like a fucking bad saw ripoff or something. <laughs> and it's <laughs> shot really one more it's game. Shot, it's shot really weird where like 90 percent of what you're seeing on screen is out of focus. And like it's clearly like they, they made real good use out of the mask that the dude's wearing because everything is saying just sounds like weird, bad ADR kind of doesn't really match the scene. I don't know. I've. I'm I'm just not a fan of the the cold open on this one. We gotta get him hooked with a, a kill earlier than the last one, but yeah, it establishes it establishes that this is gonna be a violent movie for sure. And yeah, I didn't th I didn't thought about the the timeline of that. That was like, I mean, because she doesn't 
they didn't really make any attempt to make her look any younger at all. Like I said, it's like all shot like it's through like a fucking jar of Vaseline or something. But uh, like, yeah, it's so, so this is in the, the fairly distant future. Like the purge has been going on for like almost two decades or more now at this point. And I don't think the timeline of this of this movie taking place that long after the second one, because what Frank Grillo is no older unless he's a Highlander. Right. And the old fucker. (laughs) Yeah. So I think they they took place in totally different times. But yeah, this movie takes place at least 18 years after the purge started and probably longer because I imagine the first few purges regardless. Well, as we know, sort of the first purge is a test just on Staten Island. So it wasn't even nationwide that time right so right yeah that timeline doesn't really work but yeah uh she's she's the politician they change the rules to sort of clean house and as in our timeline right now government officials are for the large part protected from the purge right but you know uh if (laughs) if somebody's not trying to get reelected, who the fuck knows and uh so she's a person of the people. She's not going to go to some elitist fortress. She's going to go to her house. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the big Nazi double cross, you know, Nazis and the religious working hand in hand to, I don't know. They're really trying. What They even say it later. We are not hypocrites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of, I kind of dug that aspect with the like dark government fucking re- religious cult kind of deal. I, I don't know. There's something very like Resident Evil about that for some reason. The dude with his fucking robes, just like having dark sacrifices and shit. It's, it definitely gives it that the nice little horror punch. Yeah, he's a total boss fight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Busts out, pulling the guns out from under his his robes. And I I'd forgotten that part because you you watch him disappear into the tabernacle or whatever that is called. Yeah, I think in Catholicism it's a tabernacle. I pictured him walking out, like taking the stairs and walking out into that choir loft where they all were. And right. then I was like, okay, which one of them? Some of them die. And then when that didn't happen, I thought I was remembering a different movie. So that was a nice little surprise. You know, we got Joe, who Frank Grillo's kind of an asshole to until the very end. Yeah. Deli man. We've got the... Shit, what's his name? The immigrant that just became an American citizen. Joseph. So there's Joe and Joseph. Who has one of the fucking dumbest lines in this entire movie when... It's later revealed that this kid is like an expert sharpshooter, and old old Joe is like, "How how the hell did you learn to shoot like that?" And he's like, "Every day in Juarez was like the purge." Fucking laughing my balls off when he said that line because it's just so like, oh, it's 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 supposed to be like a a a twist, I guess, and it's just so fucking ham-fisted. I was howling with laughter. Speaking of ham, we've got the angry, rich asshole Catholic schoolgirls. Oh, yeah. They're, they're I fucking, want my they're, candy. They're definitely mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they I'm also good. help establish the, the other character whose name is escaping me that runs the uh, 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 Laney. Oh, Laney, yeah. La Pequeña Muerte. Oh, I was reading this, this rock. The, the younger kid's name is Marcos. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we got Marcos. But, yeah, Lainey, everybody knew who she was. She was a badass former purger. And, yeah, I made sure. I I never noticed that her her name was La Pequeña Muerte. Which Um, translates to... Little Death. Oh, that's right. Yep. Pequeña, because she's a a lady, not pequeño. There's a lot of gender in Spanish. Right. I, I thought that was kind of a nice touch when she like comes to when the uh, there's, there's like these three girls that are shoplifting in Joe's Joe's uh, convenience store that he runs. 
and they're they're just doing the full blown fucking you can't if you touch me I'll scream rape kind of fucking mean girls bullying type of shit. And then uh, what's her face walks up, uh, Laney, and they 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 finally recognize her, and she's apparently like somebody uh, fairly well known for. I guess going out and killing people in the purge. She's like, I like, you know, <laughs> basically probably, probably a mass murderer of the purge, or maybe she was doing like revenge killings type of things. They don't really fully explain it, but you get that kind of exchange, like just in this, this quick little scene and it kind of establishes her whole character. And then later on, we, we, we learn that what she is currently doing in the purge is outrunning a, because because all emergency services are suspended during the purge, so there's no cops, there's no fire trucks, there's no ambulances running. So her Laney and one of her friends are running like an ambulance that drives through. It's like a fucking mostly bulletproof van that's been turned into like a makeshift ambulance that drives through the purge. I, 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 she's got, I think, probably one of the most interesting characters in this movie. I don't know. I, I kind of feel for old Joe too. About to, he's gonna lose everything if they fucking trash his, his shop because the, the day before the purge, the insurance company calls and says your rates are going up. Fuck, go pay up or you won't be covered. And uh, he says, so yeah, he's he's got this kind of I don't know if you call it a MacGuffin really, but his his whole thing, the whole thing is the shop that you're kind of worried about these fucking bratty little asshole Catholic schoolgirls trashing. So. These these are kind of our main protagonists. Uh, Frank Grillo and everybody else is, I think, kind of takes the takes the back seat in this one. They intersect because the the murder tourists from South Africa, I think. Oh yeah, there's another another new element in this this movie is murder tourism, which is so fucking like uh, close to close to reality enough to be super fucking scary. It would totally oh, happen. Gar- guaranteed. Um, yeah, there's some South African ones. I think they're the ones that are dressed up like Uncle Sam and George Washington and Ben Franklin yep. and American flag dresses and diplomatic community. I feel like they hammed up the accents, but I, it sounded kind of Hans and Franz like, "Yeah, we're going to yeah. kill you." It's like okay. <laughs> Some of those people are clearly not South African. They sounded more South African when they showed them early in the movie arriving at the airport. Right. When they're doing that little news thing about the murder tourism. That way you know to expect them later. It's at least 19, 20 years after the beginning of The Purge. People have giant guillotines. Oh yeah, I, I fucking that's another thing I was laughing my ass off at them. Like that's aged really well because people are more into guillotines than they are now than ever before. <laughs> so there's a giant guillotine, the pit and the pendulum hallway. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. <laughs> that's a really funny scene too, because like they, they get past it and like I I was about half expecting to be like, okay, keep running, they're gonna come and get you, but then you hear some ADR of the dudes that had set the giant swinging fucking blade in the middle of the alleyway and they're just like laughing their asses off like good luck (laughs) this is just a weird weird like humorous touch to me yeah weird neighborhood it's like oh stay away from (laughs) that building yeah uh, (laughs) set up a fucking pit and a pendulum in their fucking alleyway they're having a purge party yeah the purge parties which are getting more elaborate i think uh well i don't know man I don't know why those girls killed their parent. Well, I guess they're crazy. That's that's the whole thing. But it is I I got me wondering if wills, if people's inheritances and things were changed. Like if you kill me in the purge, you don't get your money, you little asshole. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But doesn't matter because Lainey's got the killdozer ambulance. Oh yeah, she fucking creams a couple of them. That's that pretty well, pretty well done. That's a that's an effect that like has gotten really good in the last like being able to blend because the basically the way they would do it is they'd you get your you get your shot of the actor that's going to be run over by the car in the middle of the street and then you've got like you don't move the camera you you cut away to you got your stunt car rolling in and you got like a fucking pretty well articulated and sculpted dummy standing in the middle of the road 
and then like yeah i mean the if 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 you frame it just right you won't see when the camera color when when the cut is there basically and it, like yeah the, this one does it really good i was trying to think of I, I see that effect a lot in the last, you know, 10 years or so in movies, and it's gotten a hell of a lot more convincing than back in the day when it was clearly a fucking dummy that just gets run over. <laughs> like, there's a way to do that, and there's a way not to do that kind of effect. Yeah, you know, fix the elbows and the knees so they don't go both ways and build from and there. Kind of lost <laughs> lost my train of thought. I was trying to think of something about the 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 young, the, the Catholic schoolgirls. <laughs> their uh christmas light cars oh those were fucking rad too <laughs> that made me laugh gold uh ak-47 magazines yep. or clips or whatever the fuck they're called i know if they're called the wrong thing people will get mad yeah back from my candy bar it's just i don't know <laughs> it's totally ridiculous. It feels like something out of like Escape from New York or something. Like just these completely over the top characters, but it, the same. And and they're definitely like I don't know, kind of uh, caricatures of like asshole inner city kids. Kind of like I feel like we saw this a lot in like the early '90s, like just movies that take place in the ghetto, sort of. Which which I which I actually appreciate. I mean, I think these these movies are always constantly trying to tie really over the top ridiculous shit to reality somehow. And that's what I, that's what I think separates this from like a lot of, you know, direct to video trash, like the fucking asylum and trauma and people like that put out like this one, this one, they at least put enough thought into it to like kind of tie all this shit to reality enough to be like, well, I could kind of buy that. (laughs) I got to buy a giant guillotine in the fucking alleyway. I mean, a lot of countries are one short, one small step away from some of this stuff. Probably more, more, uh, more classes on how to build a guillotine nowadays. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, carpentry co-ops. When Senator and Frank Grillo did come across Laney and them, I really did like what. What did Joe say? What in the Mississippi fuck are you doing outside on purge night? <laughs> Good old Joe, always quick with a quip. <laughs> I ain't no saint. I've got a past, but it'll come in handy later at the the gang member gladiator fight club. That's oh going my on. god! Yeah, that fucking scene is so oh, dude. That's when this this movie goes full blown Mad Max. So we've just got these two fucking like giant muscly fucking pro wrestler looking dudes. There's the one shot of the the black dude with dreads that's just covered head to toe in fucking blood. Like standing on like an, a highway underpass, just screaming at nobody in particular. I am like, the fittest. Just, yeah, there's a, the purge is a battle of the fit and the fittest, and I am the fucking fittest. And he just is like playing mega high on PCP so fucking well. It's like another one of these like creepy real world kind of touches. It remind <laughs> it made me think of the the bath salts fucking insanity in Florida that was going on like this is probably seven or eight years ago when people were like wandering the streets naked fucking high on bath salts and fucking dude like was found chewing a dude's face off and like all that insanity. That's kind of what that reminded me of. And then it gets to the fucking gladiator fucking Thunderdome two dudes fighting with fucking Renaissance fair weapons and yeah, that's, and then our our protagonists roll up in the the triage van, and we find out that old Joe used to be a crip or is aware of crip secret whistle blowing type of things. Yeah, and he's at least crip adjacent. Yeah, crip adjacent. That's <laughs> old Joe. His official status crip adjacent. But uh, I actually kind of like how this that scene ended, where they were like, you know. The, the the crips weren't there to rip them rip them to shreds. They just wanted to help like the, one of their kids that got shot or something. Yeah, somebody got hurt. Maybe maybe they try not to kill in the fight club. Who knows? But yeah, they're like just help our just help our dude. Yeah, and they're like okay, that's can like you fuck up some Nazis. <laughs> they're like okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I for, yeah I forgot. That's that's where anything goes. Be like all right, we're gonna have, if you you know we'll help your kid, but can you do this little thing for us? And they end up fucking smoking a couple of those fucking. Oh, yeah, and the whole thing with the tracer bullet that was shot into Frank Grillo, which I'm not really sure if that's a real thing. I'm sure definitely 
GPS technology is getting pretty good and they're making batteries smaller and smaller. So I don't think it's that far fetched. You probably could fit some sort of GPS tracking device in a good size caliber bullet. But uh, it, it also felt very, very escape room L.A. <laughs> and if that goes back through, I'm pretty sure the gun he got shot with was along the lines of a Gatling gun. So they've got a Gatling gun full of tracer bullets that they're just spraying everywhere, hoping they get one in you. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, that's it, not, again, it's not that far-fetched. You'd have a computer that would be able to, like, you know, we got 2,000 of these fucking tracer bullets. Most of them are going to land in the dirt and not do anything <laughs> or explode on impact if they hit the concrete. So as soon as you get a signal of one moving on fucking Google Maps, then that's, the that's, that's the one to go after. The one that's moving is Frank Grillo. The one that's not moving is the garage outside the senator's house. Yep. Put it together, guys. I know you're Nazis, yep. but. <laughs> they're, they're pretty sophisticated Nazis. They're not like fucking some of the dudes that show up at the Second Amendment rallies that are like, you should fucking hit the gym a little bit, bud. If you're planning on being a super soldier, play a little less Call of Duty, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> not to fat shame a bunch of Nazis or anything, but, you know. These guys look in all ways like they've trained. Mm-hmm. They they don't look like the weekend warrior, so to speak. Right. They, I mean, they, they could be secret service to the government people that run the purge. They could be, you know, they could just think that they're very fine people. Uh, yeah, but they are definitely connected and they have people inside even Frank Grillo's security. As they yeah, he seemed like he trusted that dude that fucking totally stabs him in the back, like, uh, yeah. at first. Like, he seems like he's his dude, and he, he, he's, he's got it covered. You're my number one guy. Yep. Oh, you're just going to open up the door and let all the Nazis in. Great. Yep. Thanks That's a lot, why I, dude. I didn't trust you with this trap door, motherfucker. Yeah. Do you want to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to sort of wrap up this? Yeah, sure. Cool. Five minutes later. And through the magic of science, we are right back. These are not extremely deep movies. There's not a lot to try to mine out. They, they're they pretty f- straight up with what they're saying. And, you know, election year, I think they started making it in 2015. And uh, anybody that wasn't really paying much attention to politics back then is seeing now that primary season was well within range during the making of that movie. And I don't know. Did you did you watch the Republican debate primary season uh, last time around, the 2015-2016 election? The Republican debates? Uh-uh. They, I mean, I, I might have caught clips and stuff, but uh, yeah, I wasn't like actively. I, I don't usually. I just get the cliff notes on the debates, to be honest. They were a shit show. I mean, people are talking about how this. Well, I don't know if you've seen, but some people were saying, oh, the last Democratic debate is proof that they're all going to lose. Right. Yeah. I've um, seen people saying that. The Republican time through. Now, granted, the bases are different. <laughs> but yeah. the Republican debates had the person who ended up in the White House now bringing up dick size. Uh, oh, no. Uh, talking about an opponent's father possibly being connected to the assassination of JFK. Oh, yeah. He was talking about Ted, Ted Cruz. Yeah. The, uh, the, okay, the Zodiac yeah. killer's dad. Yep. Yep. And Old wife elbower. <laughs> so. So who who the fuck knows? Maybe that's what you got to do to become ringmaster of the circus. I guess. Anyway, I, I we we can talk about that later if you like. But you agreed to talk about the purge election year. Um. So we've got. I think we've talked about almost everything about the movie except for part of the mobile triage unit is connected to the purge resistance run by. Some guy. <laughs> by by the not Black Panthers, kind of? Yeah. I don't know if they had breakfast programs like the Black Panthers had. But... 
they had like a bit their whole their whole like setup was primarily seemed to be like a hospital kind of so they're they're, they're providing humanitarian aid but they're also all packing AKs and planning to fucking assassinate the uh I mean I guess the president and the fucking the the head fucking scary religious guy and the uh somebody else the the the, the other guy that's like the minister basically and there's like the 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 religious earpiece to our super scary fucking woman hating president. Yeah, he drops a couple C bombs. Yeah, he's very very he he does not like women, and he really doesn't like the the senator because she's running on a platform of ending the purge. So they're the the so the soul. I don't know. It's kind of a weird like the switching of the switching gears kind of thing because like the first chunk of this movie is an assassination attempt on the female the independent senator and then when they meet up with all these people later on at the like resistance hospital hangout kind of deal is switches gears and becomes more about these guys want to go kill the fucking other dude that's running the the current president and all of his fucking cronies and she's saying no you can't do this i can't in good conscience, you know, run on a platform based on murder and it'll make these guys a martyr and it's just going to piss people off more and make me look bad kind of deal, which, yeah, I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know who, who else would, I guess they just like put in the, the brotherhood of purge evil would just, you know, if, if they assassinated the president and all the other people, they would just have to put somebody else forth as their their you know presidential nomination so i i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of siding with the other dudes is like just maybe just, you know especially if it's legal maybe assassinating these dudes isn't such a terrible idea but i don't know it, it's it's also kind of in how they they wrote the female senators lines it's all it all feels kind of fucking oversimplified and ham-fisted and uh, yeah. I'm a candidate for peace. <laughs> yeah, they're all hypocrites. I can't be a hypocrite. I'll I'll be amongst my people. There's a better way. You're no better than them. Which is, she's right. It's it's just, I don't know. It's it's partially how it's written. It's probably partially the delivery. It just feels kind of fucking cheesy. Yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of like leads up to the finale of this thing. It takes place in a church, which has like a. I felt kind of a cop out when like eventually it turns into this big shootout. They've captured the female senator. They're going to fucking blood sacrifice her in front of all these crazy chanting fucking religious weirdos that love the purge. And uh, I mean, eventually like our heroes just end up getting up in a balcony and shooting the fuck out of a bunch of these people. But I was kind of hoping like this was kind of going to be our climax. This is going to be like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, um, whatchamacallit uh anyway this movie has got a big fucking fight scene in the in the church at the end and we kind of don't get that like it's kind of uh we get a little bit of that and then there's like the the camera switcheroo kind of deal where uh we we think it's all over for our heroes and then it cuts back like we hear a bunch of gunfire and then it cuts back to the shot down on the church floor and it's all of the resistance fighters standing there over over a bunch of corpses and they've just off camera wasted all of the, almost all of the villains in this fucking movie. And it just felt it felt a little bit like a cop out. But then, like, it does, you know, we get another like fight scene after that between the the pastor or the minister, or whoever, and the, you know, some of the other people. But yeah, that part felt kind of felt a little cop outy to me. I could see that. I saw it a little differently in that when our protagonists were shooting down from the choir loft, they did take out a decent amount of people with guns. Right. So I saw that second part as more of a, the resistance takes out the second wave. Right. Of reinforcements. But yeah, it was a little bit this big action. I guess they spent all their money on that shot of the Lincoln Memorial or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that. What does it say that's all spray painted all over the Lincoln Memorial? Purge. Oh, it just says on purge. the pillars, like P U R G E. Uh, 
Didn't they make Lincoln like holding a beer or something, or he's like covered in blood or something (laughs) something like that? Something like that. Um, But yeah, as as we've said before, this movie just throws the ham and the cheese with abandon. There is no safety on their ham trigger. Which I think originally was kind of why I didn't really like this movie the first time. I saw this in theater, and I think I saw it before I had seen any of the rest of these movies, like the first two. So I didn't really know what to expect as far as tone. And this one, I think, is like at least a little bit more tongue-in-cheek than the first two are. And I think that kind of took me by surprise. I didn't didn't really get it and didn't really like it. Now that I've seen the first two, I, and after, you know, four years of this country fucking sliding down the hill. I, I, I think I, I, I like this third one considerably more. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fucking goofy as hell, but it's, I had a lot of fun with this one. Frank Grillo's got the knife fight with the Nazi around the, oh yeah, we do get that. The Terry Serpico character. And he's just uh, fucking him up with his finger knife or whatever those things are called that you punch with. Yeah, I'm not sure what that thing's called, but it's pretty it's pretty rad. It's like a a punch knife. Yeah, the punch knife and we lose another one of the resistance members and yeah, just have a good fight scene and what they find all the homeless people or whatever hogtied and ready to go for the oh, yeah. festivities. Oh yeah, it wasn't just going to be the senator, it was going to be like a whole fucking blood orgy going on. She slaps or she punches him or does she just yell at him and say, I'm going to beat the shit out of you in the election. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to fuck you up on election day. (laughs) But of course, Frank Grillo comes up. I'm not as politically correct as the senator and just kicks him in the dick. Yep. Blam. You got them both. And that's, you know, largely it. You know, they flash forward to the election. For some reason, the presidential election is in May. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed more like spring or summertime than. Because <coughs> what does it say, like one month later or two months later or something? I don't think it says like fucking November, whatever day election day is. It's a month or two later, and that's when the, the election is, I guess. But she's she's got it. Charlie won Florida, and she got the insurmountable number uh, of in the Electoral College, which is another nightmare. Which apparently we still have, like, 30, 40, however many years in the future. Well, because it benefits the conservative party. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that's why. That'll be another episode. I think I've said that before, but purge election year. This is purge election year in the movie and in our release schedule. It is election year. The deadline to register to vote in my state uh, to register to vote in the primary has already passed. Some states have same day registration. Uh, Hopefully, if if you know you're you're listening to this, you're already registered to vote, but. Double check that shit. Uh, I said this an episode or two ago, but the head of the League of Women Voters got kicked off her state's voter registration, and she voted in every every election in the last like 15, 20 years. So there are voter purges to tie that in. Yeah, I'm kind of lucky. I, I'm pretty sure I live in a state where we can register same day, which I actually... <laughs> did the sneaky sneakerton thing in the last one and was like, I'm not letting, you know, I know this fucking state's going to vote red. So I'm, I'm going to register as red and make sure the like super dickhead red guy doesn't win. And it's like <laughs> the le- lesser dickhead guy and ended up winning. So I, don't know, I might have to switch that back to back to the other side for this upcoming one. I have no idea when our fucking uh, like, when we vote for like primaries or whatnot, I guess primaries is all the same thing. There's a big chunk of states that are all going to have their primaries on March 3rd. I don't think our, I don't think mine is one of them. You're in Wyoming, right? Yeah. You have a democratic caucus on April 4th. Okay. The Republican state convention is May 9th in Wyoming. Oh, gross. I will be in South Dakota seeing Rage Against the Machine on that day. Hey, there you go. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're April 4th is the Wyoming Democratic Caucus. All right. There's a lot of the Republican state parties have canceled their primaries and caucuses. They're just not even going to bother. Yeah. Like, Trump's our boy. He's going to win again. We're just not even going to fucking fuck with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were a lot of people running, technically running against him in the New Hampshire primary, but I think the closest person had a hundred thousand fewer votes. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those guys that's like, we have to bring the Republican Party back to the way it used to be, just secretly racist. <laughs> um, so yeah, who who knows? It's it's gonna be a shit show, but I am an optimist. I think more people give a fuck this time around than they did then. Yeah, I think less people are gonna vote for Mickey Mouse. God, uh, I hope so. I think that if they vote, the largest voting block now is 18 to 30-year-olds. Right. And there are also, there is a giant increase in American citizen uh, Latino and Latinx voters that are able to vote this time around than last time. And uh, the Republican candidate has said and done a lot of nasty things to our neighboring countries south of the border. Yep. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm sure he's picked up some fans, but I'm sure he's lost some. That doesn't necessarily mean they won't vote for him. But uh, also, I think a lot of the what's the worst that could happen voters might have had their answer in the last yep. <laughs> the last length they, of time. They all got to eat their shoes. <laughs> Yeah, their shoes, eat their soybeans, because trade wars are fun and easy to win, according to, I think that's a, a direct quote at the beginning of his trade wars. But who the fuck knows? Just trying to have conversations and stay motivated. I, I'm, I'm optimistic, too. I'm also real worried, because <laughs> I was... You know, I, 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 it really kind of depends on what the fucking Democrats end up doing. That's that's what I'm I'm waiting to see because I think so uh, maybe one or two of those people has a fucking chance. Most of them don't. I really wish like some of these people would just hurry up and fucking drop out already. Uh, like certain certain billionaire fucking former fucking what was he the mayor of New York? Was that what he's doing or is he, he governor? He was mayor. He was the one that tried to get Big Gulp's band in New York, wasn't he? Uh, good. I cannot play it because of copyright issues, but there is a good Aquafina song uh, <laughs> to Mayor Mike Bloomberg. It's like, help me understand, are my giant margaritas going to also get banned? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah. stop and frisk guy. He's yeah. the guy with, uh, you know... A lot of women under non-disclosure agreements. He's the guy that introduced his dear friend George W. Bush at the Republican convention not too long ago. Yeah. He's the guy who I think went golfing with Trump, Bill Clinton, and Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> he's, uh, or at least he's uh, hung out with, what's her face, Grislin Maxwell, the alleged pimp for Epstein. He's the guy that said a lot of horrible shit about trans people. Yeah. He's not going to, I mean, all he's got is his money. And he, I, he said that even if he wasn't the nominee, he was going to pay for 500 or a thousand campaign staffers for, for whoever it is. So you can go ahead and drop out now and just do that. Uh, but, yeah, dude, come on. <laughs> what the fuck? But also the longer that uh, Biden, Bloomberg, Klobuchar and kind of Mayor Pete are splitting the centrist old people vote. Yeah. It might be better for the actual progressive candidates because their lane is not as traffic jammed. Yeah. But who yep. knows? 
it's, <laughs> it's gonna be weird like i said that's that's really what i'm waiting for is like are they did they learn their lesson in 2016 <laughs> this is gonna be another shit show where people got to vote for somebody they don't really want to like there's clearly a couple candidates in there that like people really i think are fucking rooting for and there's a bunch of other fucking people so yeah i don't know <laughs> we'll see i guess we will see yeah. it's scary times i'm, I'm surprised <laughs> i don't have gray hair yet <laughs> i got some <laughs> but um it's been a while since we've chatted on here. Uh, what what would you like to? What are your projects now, for for anybody that for some reason aren't hip to them now? Uh, probably by the time this comes out, I think that's uh, like next Friday from when we're recording. Uh, episode two of the new set of doing the nasty with my, our good buddy Duncan will be out. Uh, this is uh gonna be a long running show because we're doing two of the section three video nasty movies at a time and doing one episode per month so um yeah episode two is about to come out you can find that on soundcloud uh, if you just look up the podcast under the stairs or teapots collective or just doing the nasty it should be on there um that's that show's been pretty interesting to do so far we've done four four movies uh three of which were one of which was pretty shitty which was invasion of the blood farmers uh the last horror film with joe spinell which i thought was really fucking good and then this one about to come out episode two is a movie called honeymoon horror and um the love butcher which are two Oh man, I I hope somebody like hears that episode and I get called like an SJW cuck for it because <laughs> I go pretty I go pretty deep into why I think these are deeply misogynistic fucking movies that were made by dudes that probably had some serious issues with fucking women and how angry watching these movies made me. So uh, yeah, that's that's about to come out. That's kind of my main main podcast jam these days since the old uh, Midnight Horror Show show isn't really running or maybe it is and they're just doing it over Fortnite and not really telling anybody <laughs> maybe uh, i'm not really sure because i don't play the Fortnites, but uh yeah that show might come back at some point yeah. but it uh, always lays dormant for a while and then emerges like yep. a drunken phoenix yep i'm gonna like uh super pimp myself real quick uh if anybody listening to this is in a band or anything like that and wants some stop motion done for a music video i'm looking for some video project video projects to work on this year if you want to see some examples of stuff i've worked on you can find it on the instagrams that's fancy underscore mark uh this isn't like a i need a job kind of plea it's more like i need to do some projects that i can put together for real to get more more projects <coughs> excuse me it's not like uh you know I, i'm gonna be out in the streets unless i can you know make some videos with my fucking toys kind of deal it's just i want to stay busy doing doing that kind of stuff and have you know some work to show for it kind of deal so uh yeah if you're looking for that sort of thing shoot me a, a private message and we'll talk and that's mark with a k yep mark with a k check out the senator which uh was in fantastic fest uh it, play, it played as part of the bumper contest so if you've ever been to an alamo draft house you know they run like little commercials and bumpers and infor informative shit before the movie uh fantastic fest does a themed contest which is a 30 second bumper that runs before the movies at fantastic fest mine did pretty i got pretty fucking great reaction out of the senator from last year it played before uh joe bigos's new movie bliss and i think everybody was completely shit-faced at midnight on like saturday night of fantastic fest so it was like a perfect timing and i was yeah i'm pretty proud about the response to that one so yeah that's a, that's a good example that's also on youtube if you just look up the senator uh fantastic fest bumper 2019 or something but uh yeah, hit, hit me up if you want me to do some shit like that for a music video i'm also like looking always looking to kind of expand what i can do with animation and stuff like that i had somebody on twitter asking me if i did like opening titles for movies and i was like well i never have before but i'm pretty sure you know i could figure out some kind of cool stop frame animation type of stuff so 
uh, yeah, if you're looking for something like that, hit me up. Thank you for your time, dude. Yeah, absolutely. This is a lot of fun. We, I think we survived the purge. I see the sun coming out. So, uh, uh I guess we gotta go clean the, clean the bodies off the fucking lawn. Got time to <laughs> bring, bring out, out your you purge dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe, everyone, or thank, thank, we're safe one more time. Uh, stay safe until next year. Until next purge. Yeah, see you next purge. Make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, the podcast by the Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.